Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind traveled up to see Jalan and Jat. He was a very famous sadhu at that time. His poetry is still available to read today, although it was not included by Guru Arjan Dev Ji and the Guru Granth Sahib. Chapter 16 now begins describing how the exalted Baba Gurdatta was residing peacefully in Kiritpur. This is a new city he established. He brought in many people who enjoyed living there. Several months passed in this way, with Baba Gurdatta Ji going out hunting in many ways in that area. He had many servants and Sikhs with him there as well, who would receive wealth, money, and respect, have all their desires fulfilled in this service to Baba Gurdatta, who would speak so sweetly to them all, giving them respect for their service. And he was pleasing everybody in the city there as well. So just like before, Matanati Ji, the wife of Baba Gurdatta Ji got pregnant. Her belly was expanding like a moon expands as it goes through its phase. Time was approaching now for Matanati to give birth. A peace-giving, beautiful time was seen by all. The sun was in the track of the month of Magar. So this is a way to conceptualize the changing path of the sun in the sky. The 12 months represent 12 different tracks or paths the sun travels. So the sun was said to have 12 chariots and each month it'll jump on a different chariot. So this time it was traveling through the month, the path of Magar. So this would be around November to December. So it was the 13th day of this month. The people of that city of Kiruthpur randomly started feeling just a general sense of bliss. Everywhere they looked, they felt such happiness. When there was about four hours left, of the night, meaning before sunrise, at that time, a beautiful baby boy was born in their house. All the devtas, the gods from heaven came down, requesting and singing praise, while over and over again throwing flowers. Randomly, the sound of a conch could be heard. The cries of victory, victory, people yelling that out could be heard. All the women, the helpers, the maids came to sing songs of happiness and celebration. Baba Gurdatta heard this and was just overjoyed. And on the four sides, he spread out money. He was giving out money to the unfortunate. He was obtaining the blessings from those unfortunate people as they were singing the praise of Babaji. They did to the best of their ability, perform all their familial traditions. The unfortunate in the city and from all around came in great happiness. And the Guru's family gave them such respect and wealth, both of these things. They praised the son of the Guru greatly after this. Baba Gurdatta then sent a messenger with a letter to his father, Guru Hargobind, with countless requests, saying, please name my child as you wish. Your second grandson is here gloriously well. The messenger got to Amritsar after some days, and he took with him great amounts of prachad. He arrived in Amritsar, he bowed down in front of the Guru, who heard about his grandson's birth. Guru Hargobind, who became so elated, so happy, people found out, in Amritsar and started coming to give their congratulations to the Guru. So within the Guru's house, there was such a celebration now that kicked off, the drums were beating, everybody there was just swelled up in bliss. The messenger who came to give the good news to the Guru, Guru Hargobind, he gave him clothes, he gave him jewelry. He then went out to give unfortunate people wealth as well. When the three wives of the Guru found out, they were so happy as well. They all set up countless ways to celebrate this occasion. There were small drums, large drums being played at the doors of the residents. Whoever came got at least something. And through the entire world, the praise of the Guru was spreading greatly. 
Guru Har Gobind understood this birth, that his new grandson would be the master of the title of Guru after him. And as such, he named him the exalted Hararai. Guru Har Gobind had tiny gold bracelets specifically made for the baby, which had embedded diamonds within it. Tiny clothes of such fine, subtle fabric was made as well for their new grandson, which were greatly embroidered with gold lace. They gathered together great amounts of nuts and other supplies to send to the baby and Mata Nati. The three wives of the Guru at this point quickly had all of these items sent to Kiratpur, where Hararai was born. Every day, they would be creating new ways to celebrate the Guru's grandson's birth. Along with Guru Hargobind, they all celebrated this in great joy. When two months passed in this way, Saindas, so Guru Hargobind's brother-in-law, sent a letter saying, Oh, Guru Hargobind, please come to our area. Do not judge us on our good or bad deeds. The festival of Vasakhi is approaching. There will be a gathering of people from all areas. But come to our area to celebrate. Please deliver your darshan, your divine sight, to your six here. So Saindas again is the husband of Bibi Ramo, Ramo being the elder sister of Mata Damodri, Guru Hargobind's eldest wife. So in this way, Saindas wrote many requests like this to the Guru. Guru Hargobind then began to think within his heart, well, we fought two battles now viciously. The emperor does not harbor any anger towards us at this moment. The wise Wazir Khan always explains and convinces him not to pursue conflict. He praises us and calms Shah Jahan down. So now it's best to spend some time in the jungle, in the area of Malwa. There we will fight and kill many enemies. It is not proper to fight a battle within Amritsar. Where the Turks come, we cannot hold the respect of the city, the adab that Amritsar requires. This would be be disrespectful. Lahore is so close to us here and they could mount up a great army against us. We don't have any proper fortifications here. There's not any massive fort from which we can defend the city. It's best to fight in the forest where water is scarce for the troops. There are massive forests there. We could kill thousands of Turks there. We will obtain victory with whatever tactics we use. Even if the emperor himself comes, we'll kill him off. We'll have our army positioned around water so that the enemy will not be able to attain any of the water during the conflict. In this way, Guru Hargum was thinking about the tactics and the future in his heart. And then he began to plan out to head out to the jungle. So a side note here, the area of Malwa basically was called the jungle area. It was all forests and jungle prior to British Raj. The British cleared the forest and created, installed canals there, which made the land available for agriculture. And a vast influx of people moved there to farm during this time. Before then, it was basically just forest. So that night, Guru Hargobind then went to his residence. Mata Damodri came there, sat near the Guru. Guru Hargobind said to her, Your sister, she wrote us a letter. They are calling us very eagerly. Saindas wrote, saying greatly, requesting over and over again in the letter, saying, Please be graceful upon us. Do not look at our faults. So what do you think? Will you stay here? Will you come with us? Hearing this, the Damodri replied, Whatever you wish. If you go, we'll go with you. And if you stay here, we'll stay here as well. So it was in the middle of the month of Chet when everybody heard about this plan to go to the jungle region. 
Now, Chayat is about mid-March to mid-April. So along with the Guru was 3,000 warriors, gloriously adorned with weapons, mounted on horses. Countless other Sikhs were there as well. The Ardasiya Sikhs, the ones performing the Ardas, came along as well, the Masans and others too. They all heard the call from the Guru to ready themselves, and they all prepped all their supplies and horses and chariots. Guru Hargobind himself readied all his supplies as well prepping himself that he may not ever come back to the city of Amritsar. The entire family prepped all their things along with all their helpers, both men and women. Guru Hargobind then went to Darbar Sahib. He clasped his hands inside and recited in Ardas a supplication saying, O Prabhu, O Divine, whether I come back or not, you forever remain within Haramandar Sahib. In the jungle region now, I'm going to fight a battle. I will kill the arrogant armies of the Turks. At that point, a voice cried out from within Hanumandar Sahib itself, and it said, Forever your victory, Guru Hargobind. No enemy can fight against you. Guru Hargobind heard this and was in such bliss, he bowed down, clasping his hands together. He exited and then performed four parkaramas before heading to the Akal Thakut. He there performed in Ardas as well. A lot of prachad was distributed to everybody there. At that point, he called for a very decorated, embedded chariot, a palki, which was just glistening, such illumination, of such light. He placed the exalted Granth Sahib on top of there and had this palki, this chariot, go ahead of everybody. On both sides, there were people waving whisks over the Granth Sahib as they were traveling along for some time, sounding off that conch horn. The three wives of the Guru mounted up on their chariots along with their daughter-in-law, Kaimkor, the three princes, the three sons of the Guru were mounted up on horses. The drums were beating amongst the Guru's army. Well, without wearing shoes, Guru Hargobind was walking behind the Guru Granth Sahib as they left the city of Amritsar. And when they got to a place to rest and stop, Bidhichand then asked Guru Hargobind, Guru Hargobind, command us, who will stay behind and serve and take care of Sri Darbar Sahib? Who will take care of all the offerings that come in as well? Guru Hargobind heard this and said, Some homeless Sikh will come here and stay here and take care of it all with great love. The house of the Guru is immovable, it's immortal. There will be countless Sikhs here. Day by day, the glory of the Guru's house will expand. If we come back or not, still, there will be Sikhs of the Guru that remain here and serve. In saying this, Guru Hargobind accounted for all of his supplies. He took care of all of them, helping all his servants. All the house supplies and items were placed on carts and camels. When people of Amritsar found out that Guru Hargobind was leaving, everybody in their heart was just so sad. Just men, women telling each other about the news were just drowning in this sorrow and sadness. Tears were flowing from their eyes. They couldn't even speak. That's how distraught they were. They were coming quickly to meet with the Guru before they left. It was as if Ram Chandra went to the forest. The people of Ayodhya were so distraught in such a manner. This is how the city folk of Amritsar were feeling this pain of separation. Some were crying out in this pain saying, Take us with you. We'll take all of our stuff as well and we'll come with you. Wherever we receive the Guru's divine sight, that's where we'll reside. Guru Arjan Devji established us here in Amritsar. And from that time, We'll, we have experienced great peace. After you leave, who will be our support here? The Guru does not desire to come back here. Who will be our master now? Without the Guru, we will remain forever in pain. Guru Hargobind, who treated us with every type of respect, now they are leaving. 
Hearing this, our chest feels like it just split open. So the people went mad, falling down alleyways, were crying out in pain, having this pain of separation. Guru Hargobind was the last to leave the city amongst the whole caravan. He was at the back. And people were yelling out. They were crying. They were coming. They were running to receive the darshan of the Guru. Guru Hargobind turned around to see them all. Men, women, everybody. Just crying as they were running. Guru Hargobind stopped and all the city folk caught up. They bowed down and said, Guru Hargobind, you're taking everything. You're leaving? You're never coming back? Who have you entrusted us to now as you head to the jungle region? We all want to go with you. We'll take our whole family as well and we'll come with you. We can't bear to stand this pain of separation. Who will stay back in this pain? We want to continue to receive your darshan, both in this life and the next. Every day we get up and we come to see you. And now, who will continue to live here? It'll be uprooted. And saying this, they all began crying. Guru Hargobind thought, well, this is a difficult situation. The people of Amritsar, the city folk, how could they all come with us? And yet, at the same time, it's a great fault if I pain them, if I do them wrongly. Guru Hargobind, looking at them, was thinking all this while trying in every way to comfort them. But the city folk didn't agree. They didn't want to hear it. They wanted to live with the Guru. They didn't want the Guru to leave. Guru Hargobind now was just stuck, drowning in deep thought about what to do. That's how chapter 16 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear what Guru Hargobind tells the city folk. We're going to hear about how they reach the city of Doroli, where Guru Hargobind's sister-in-law and brother-in-law live. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Jaran Patreon page. Shut up, Shut up. Shut up.